You're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with your hosts, Tim and Gary. Grab a bowl of Lucky Charms, put on your hammer pants, hammer pants, hammer! slip on your power glove, and relive your childhood with a show dedicated to the love of animation. I am the terror that flaps in the night. Disney. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. And so much more. It's time for Saturday Morning Rewind. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind. I'm your host, Tim Nadell. Please follow me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Saturday Rewind. And my name is Gary Lane. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at SMRGary. And it's so good to be back talking about some of our favorite subjects. And this one's no different. We'll be talking all about Mickey Mouse because today is his 89th birthday. I mean, And coincidentally, tomorrow will be my birthday. Because everybody wants to know about that, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I think they should know. You're and just, tweet me yeah, at uh, SMR Gary. November it. 19th. It's, it's, it's a great day. Dude, Twitter now has how many different, how many uh, characters can you use now on Twitter? 280. That is 280 characters to say happy birthday. That's more than enough. <laughs> <laughs> First time I used it when it was new, I was like, oh my gosh, I have, I can actually say what I want to say without having to abbreviate in a stupid way. I know. It's, it's, it's weird. And, and it seems like it's so much more. I know it really does. It really does. I I haven't used all of it even even now. It's amazing. Yeah. So thank you, Twitter. That's my number one complaint. Is I cannot finish my whole you know thoughting my my whole thoughting process. I cannot finish my whole thoughting process. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. And now I think too much on Twitter. So. (laughs) Yeah, you really do. You really do. So yeah, follow both of us. It'd be amazing to to interact with you guys a little bit more. Absolutely. So yeah, Mickey's 89th birthday. Wow. Yeah. Can't believe it. He doesn't look a day over. Well, actually, it's it's kind of cool to look at him through the years and see how different he actually does look versus yeah. Steamboat Willie days. Yeah, I mean those old days. There's a couple of those shorts. He was looking kind of, kind of, kind of scruffy, kind of a little, little weird. Yeah, yeah. Drinking well, some liquor and and <laughs> shooting some guns. <laughs> what would your what's your favorite era of Mickey? The look. <sighs> I can tell you that it's not really the 80s look where he no. had that sort of street clothes thing yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really like the early pie-eyed days. I forget exactly what decade that is, but probably the 40s. Okay. Mine mine is definitely like the, uh, I don't know, I'm kind of torn between the uh, the tailor, the you know, the short, the brave little tailor, mm. and uh, the, uh, the, the beanstalk one. Yeah, yeah. What, what year did those come out? Early 40s, right? For at least the beanstalk, Early right? 40s. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm looking it up. Yeah. 1947. So, okay, some so. mid-40s, mid-40s. That that right there is, is the look that I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good style. Um, I really I really liked just the the red pants before they were kind of overalls, which I don't... I guess they aren't always overalls, but I, I like the red pants with the white buttons and the pie eyes. Yeah. Um, but I also kind of really like his modern style too. Um, you mean it's the, much more cutesy now. The but. shorts style where Chris is the voice, you know, those little like SpongeBob looking shorts, those? No, 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 no. More specifically like the, just the overall clubhouse design yeah. or how he's okay. looked for the past like 20 years. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's not necessarily the CG look, but. 
just that style. It's funny how you talked about how the 80s is, you know, you don't like the 80s look. That look always reminds me of going to the dentist as a kid. Really? Because back in the in my day, when I went to the dentist, dentist in the 80s, there were these Mickey Mouse like giant posters on the ceiling. So that's what you stare at for the hour or more that you're, oh. you know, being you know, tortured in the dentist chair. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I remember the 80s look of Mickey just staring at me for like two hours straight. I can understand why Mickey's not your favorite Disney character now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm kidding. But like, I don't know, maybe that would comfort me some actually. It did. It really did. I mean, I even remember exactly which poster it was. So whenever I see it, I, I, I remember the dentist 100%. <laughs> you hear the sounds and you <laughs> oh the smell of the burnt popcorn but it's really your teeth Ugh. just burning <laughs> right <laughs> yeah I didn't have anything that nice uh, at mine so <laughs> in fact I'm pretty sure I just stared at white ceiling <laughs> oh man yeah, it was not great oh poor 90s dentist office <laughs> so today's episode we're going to be talking about a uh television special that aired on 1988 where they celebrated mickey's 60th birthday party and if you guys grew up watching it like i did you'll definitely remember this because it really does stick out i think even today i think it's a really cool special Mm -hmm. and let me just say that like i think it's a total bummer that we don't get these kind of specials from i know i know and if we do it just doesn't doesn't feel the same it just feels too commercialized it does. Like last year, I remember watching some sort of birthday celebration and it just had like people from Dancing with the Stars and, yep. and stuff at Disneyland. There was no heart to it like this. <laughs> exactly. And we're going to close out the episode talking about some Mickey topics you may not know. So stay oh, tuned cool. for that. You are listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim and Gary. Now, don't forget to remember all my little buddies out there. Don't forget to listen in with your ears to the Saturday Morning Rewind podcast. Otherwise, don't make me come over there. This is Pete saying adios. Okay, so this special aired on november 13th 1988 on nbc it was part of the magical world of disney and hosted or at least opening segment was recorded with michael eisner which to me as a kid he was the the face and the voice behind disney growing up in the 80s absolutely and same for the 90s exactly so love him hate him he was definitely the face of the company that we saw during these specials Mm -hmm. and here's some audio from the opening where he recorded Hello, I'm Michael Eisner, and welcome to a very special night on the magical world of Disney. Tonight we celebrate Mickey Mouse's 60th birthday. I mean, just hearing that just takes me all the way back to when I first saw this special. Yeah, I know. It's it's really cool. How old were you when the special aired? And I'm, I'm assuming you probably don't even remember watching it. No, I don't remember the original running, but I, I saw it somewhere over the years, uh, probably maybe on the internet whenever... Uh, it first popped up on YouTube, yeah. which strange thing, the episode that is on YouTube, which I guess is about the only way to watch it these days, unfortunately, Disney, um, is yeah, no. uh, it was recorded in Charlotte, which is a town near where I live. So oh, wow. thanks. Thanks, North Carolina. Huh. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. So I can I can honestly I'm not lying. I can remember exactly where I was, where I was sitting in my living room when this first aired on TV. Cause I was eight years old. So perfect age to remember it fully. And I mean, mm-hmm. I can still even feel the carpet on my on my hands because I always sat on the floor and watched my cartoons. I never saw on the couch, 
I would always sit on the floor watching my TV. And I remember when this aired, I was so pumped when this was being <laughs> broadcasted. And I remember seeing the commercials for it before it aired. And I was just so ready for the special. So here is a quick trailer that is played in the, in the beginning that kind of sets up the whole special. Everyone was ready. Well, almost ready to celebrate Mickey's 60th birthday. But somehow the mouse got trapped. Forget that you're Mickey Mouse. Stripped of his very own identity. Mickey Mouse mysteriously vanished. Where is the birthday boy? Can't find the poor little guy. Okay. John Ritter and Jill Eikenberry had an all-star mystery that'll give you the willies. I'm tearing my hair out. The magical world of Disney next. Let's do this up So, Gary, why don't you give us a little story, a little, like, synopsis of, of the whole special. After Roger Rabbit accidentally destroys the cake at Mickey's 60th birthday celebration, Mickey steals a magic hat from a sorcerer and gets put under a spell so that no one will recognize him until he finds the magic within. Uh, so... After that happens, Mickey trips through several TV series of the 80s, including Family Ties and Cheers. And uh, we follow a fake news team with the uh, very clever name Good and Loud, <laughs> played by uh, John Ritter and Jill Eikenberry, as they look for our lost hero as he makes his way back to Main Street, USA. This may, it might be blasphemous, but this may be my favorite John Ritter like role. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got some good ones to pick he, from. He but does. This is, he this does. one's fun. I was a huge fan of his growing up, so I, I I think he was probably the biggest draw for me as a for a celebrity on the show, at least. Well, I was a big uh, Cheech and Chong fan as a kid. Yeah. So, no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't until later. But yeah, there's a lot of great cameos in this thing. A lot of cameos that kids watching nowadays, I don't think they'd know probably any of them, except for, except for maybe like Michael J. Fox, which re- wasn't really a cameo. They kind of cheated that one. They did. That was very clever. <laughs> we'll talk about that one just in a few minutes, I'm sure. Okay. Okay, so to, to set it up, it's very much like Roger Rabbit. There's a lot of live action, you know, real characters on the screen mixed with cartoon characters. And oddly enough, Roger Rabbit came out just months prior to this. So I think this is a huge, like, promotional tool for Roger Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Because Roger's yeah, d- probably the, the second main cartoon character on the special as well. Mm-hmm. And aside from the movie and the three shorts, like, this is it for Roger. Exactly, yeah. Which is a total bummer, but also it's great that we at least have this. And I loved how they included Charles Fleischer, the voice actor for Roger, I know. in there as well. It was amazing. Yeah, whenever I saw him, I was like, that's Charles Fleischer. <laughs> yes. And here's a little audio from that. What is it? What is it? House of Ducks, you're cracking up. What do you need? We're moving up to the finale. Get Mickey. Get Mickey. Kill the duck. Really want me to kill the duck? Duck makes a lot of money. It was just a joke. And to me, I think his character on the special was like one of the most comedic characters. I loved him. Agreed. And there's a great scene where he's actually interacting with Roger. So yeah, he's yeah. kind of playing off himself in that one. Yeah, it's really cool. I, I think Charles may be one of the first like voice actors I really knew the face of. Hmm. And it may be because of the special. It could have been because of the special. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty wild, and and on the exact opposite spin, like Mickey is someone whose face, the face behind Mickey, is always so hidden. It seems like yeah, it's kind of interesting that they went that route with Roger. Yep. So like you said, Mickey uses some magical powers from the Sorcerer's Hat, from the uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice, of course, and mm-hmm. uh, he's not supposed to. So he kind of gets punished by the Sorcerer, and he makes him 
I mean, he doesn't take away his look because he still looks like he looks like Mickey Mouse still, which is hilarious because nobody yeah. knows it's, it's Mickey Mouse. Uh-huh. But he takes away his identity, and nobody knows who he is. And like you say, he's wandering around, pretty much like wandering around the, the back lot of NBC because he keeps running into right. his NBC TV shows. Uh-huh. Um, like you said, Cheers, uh, Family Ties, also Hunter and mm-hmm. LA Law were all included in this. And I think the Cheers one has to be my favorite of all those cameos. Oh, I agree. I mean, Cheers is Cheers is probably the show that I'm the most connected to of the. Yeah, me too. I, I love Family Ties as well, but it just it, yeah. it, it didn't seem Family Ties without Michael J. Fox. That's true. That's true. But yeah, there's a lot of comedy in the uh, Cheers, and yeah. and and it's amazing how like realistically, or how accurate to the sh- Cheers show the characters are. Yeah. 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 Rebecca's trying to uh get a man sam is trying to seduce her and then the others are all just idiots sitting around a bar <laughs> yeah <laughs> definitely my favorite out of all of those but you know, the family ties one was good but like i said they kind of cheated michael j fox's you know performance because they use a flashback from the actual tv show like a natural yep. true episode but the other cast members were there just not michael j fox yeah that was that was pretty clever but i guess Michael J. Fox probably cost too much at that time. I would assume, which, uh, yeah, 88. I guess he was making Back to Future 3 at that time, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, speaking of that, this is the first time that I've watched this special and just thought the whole time, this looks so expensive. I know, this, I know. This whole thing is like just big stars, well, very, I mean, decent production. It's not as good as Roger Rabbit, yeah. but or Who Framed, but, you know, it, it looks good and everything. Yeah, and everybody did a pretty great job with the cameos. And uh, I'm mm-hmm. wondering if it's in there the clause since they worked for NBC, if they uh, kind of had to do something, you know, like they just recorded it during, you know, a recording session of Hunter, you know, something like that. Yeah, very possible. I mean, obviously, a lot of the cameos at the end, whenever Mickey, uh, yeah. spoiler alert, eventually makes his way back oh, to man. town, you know, it seems like they were actually at the celebration and they just filmed them talking. Yeah, exactly. That's true. <laughs> so that's a cheap way to get it <laughs> and did you catch the voice of the wizard or the sorcerer yeah i did uh, i never caught it until recently because as a I, kid you know i didn't really put it together but here's his little little spiel that I'm, I'm, I'm assuming most of you probably know this voice actor here it is right here mickey 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 find your own magic what am i going to do with you i get the whole thing that's not the answer Mm. But perhaps if people forget that you're Mickey Mouse. Ah! Magic powers are special. You must find your own. You stole someone else's and now must atone. When people look upon you, they won't know who you are. You must seek out your own magic. You'll find it isn't far. It's it's so Peter Cullen. It is. Like, as a kid, I'd never put it together, but I want to say maybe like 10 years ago when I saw this again. I know they re-aired this on at some point on the Disney Channel. I think it was for Mickey's, like, 80th birthday or something like that. Okay. So maybe, maybe that's when I first it, saw it. It could be. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I didn't realize that was Peter Cullen until yeah. watching it last night, and I was listening to it, and I was like, <laughs> that sounds that sounds like Billy Bletcher's Pete in yeah. a weird sort of yeah, way. Yeah, it does. It really does. Yeah, so if 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 Jim ever decides to uh, retire, <laughs> that's true. And, I can. Definitely, and Will doesn't want to do it. Although I'm sure Peter Cullen's going to retire before it, all of them. So, yeah, probably so. And I'm not sure that they'd want to pay the price tag for exactly. Peter Cullen either. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that was a good catch when I heard it not too long ago. I was like, ah, oh, Peter Cullen. Why didn't I ever notice that before? Yeah, that was a lot of fun. 
So starring in it, I think you mentioned a couple of them. There was John Ritter, uh, Carl Reiner. That was a cool little cameo. Cheech Marin, Felicia Rashad from Cosby Show, uh, Charles Fleischer we talked about. And for the voices was like Wayne Allwine and Rusi Taylor and Tony Ansamo and, of course, Peter Cullen as the sorcerer. Mm-hmm. And what I loved about the special was they didn't use 100% new cartoons, new animation. Mm. They used a lot of old retro animation and just threw in new voiceover over it. Right. And I love that. And I love how they use a lot of the segments to teach kids and, and viewers about Mickey Mouse, like a little bu- a little backstory about Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very well done the way they did that. Well, you just mentioned Cheech Marin. And, and at the beginning of the at the beginning of our talk here, you said you wonder how many people or how many of today's kids would recognize these actors. Like, obviously yeah. they probably wouldn't recognize them by face unless yeah, they watch like, I don't know, stuff they shouldn't be watching as children. But, <laughs> but like, I, I want to know, like, if there's a kid that sees this nowadays and goes, that's the voice of Bonsai, yeah. you know, from Lion King. Like, I wonder, I would want to meet that kid because that's the kind of passion that drove me as a kid. Like, yeah. that voice sounds like that one, you know? Yeah, seriously. I hope kids still have that sort of fascination with voices, but from what I've experienced, it's not the case too much. I don't want to get too much into the modern day cartoons because everybody knows how I feel about that, but it's not so much character driven anymore. That's true. Yeah. And so I don't know, it's kind of harder for kids nowadays to really be drawn in by a certain character. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. There was a brief scene early on in the special with Minnie where she just made like a brief little noise. And I was like, is that it for Minnie? Did they not <laughs> bring in Rusi for this? Because Goofy wasn't involved. No, at all, Goofy, which I that's thought was true. interesting. That's true. They could have used Goofy. And uh, Minnie yeah. was only kind of used when she was crying, really. Yeah. And I wasn't even sure it was Rusi until it was, yeah. Yeah. I checked. But, uh, and this was a time where Daisy was kind of, you know, the horse horse collar of the yeah, series. Nobody yeah. remembered her. So this would have been so. one of. Rusi's kind of first performances, right? As many, I would think. I was thinking that, yeah. Because Wayne started in 80... Well, he started for Mickey's Christmas Carol. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. That was his first gig. Yep. But I could never actually track down when uh, Rusi first started voicing Minnie. But I think it was around the DuckTales time. I want to say it was around 87, 88. So this this could have been Rusi's first time voicing Minnie Mouse. Wow, that would be really cool. And now I can't hear any other voice for Minnie. no. So to end out our little talk about the special, because that's pretty much it. It's pretty much a, a good, uh, it's pretty short. I mean, I think it was only an hour long when it aired. Mm-hmm. And uh, just a lot of informative, like, back behind the scenes about Mickey Mouse and, you know, why he's loved around the world, that kind of stuff. So to close it out, Mickey finds himself at Disneyland. You know, he comes across some uh, custodians played by Cheech Marin and uh, Felicia Rashad from Cosby Show. And uh, he realizes there, he doesn't have to steal somebody else's magic. The magic is inside of you. And here's a little bit of audio from that. Magic? It is magic! Oh no, it's my magic! Honest, I didn't steal it! Take it easy, take it easy. You found the secret. The real magic is inside you, Mickey. And it's all you'll ever need. Happy birthday! The spell is broken. And there you go. Spell is broken. Roger comes over and saves the day and finds Mickey Mouse there in the middle of Main Street on Disneyland. And that's the end of the special, except for the uh, shout outs that we talked about from mm-hmm. the other celebrities, which most kids probably wouldn't. I don't think kids will know any of them, honestly. 
<laughs> yeah, I think I think strangely, Betty White may, might be the closest. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can probably guess my favorite of the celebrities at the end. Phil Collins. Phil Collins. I do I do love me some Phil Collins. But kids <laughs> nowadays are, have no clue who Phil Collins is, except for my I kids. Know. My kids love Phil Collins. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so wild because like they didn't even give the names of the people no, that they were didn't. saying no <laughs> I, I didn't know some of them I, I had to look up who some of them were yeah I know there was one or two that I was like who was that I know I know <laughs> so here's some audio from that as well Wednesday videograms are pouring in from all around the country happy birthday Mickey Mouse happy birthday Mickey happy birthday Mickey happy 60th birthday Mickey everyone loves you Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Mickey. Happy birthday, dear Mickey. Happy birthday, Mickey. And that's the way it is. Good and loud. Mickey! Woo! Oh! This is my best birthday ever. As I listen to that, I kind of want to, I kind of hope that is the first time that Rusi is the voice of Minnie Mouse, you know, so her and Wayne are together for the first time right there. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. I need to ask her about that. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to know what her first thing was because they weren't really doing too many shorts at this time. No, they weren't. Nope. So I know that there was a totally mini special, but I think that was in 88. So, okay. Around the same time then. Around the same time. Yeah. Saturday morning rewind with Tim Nidell is an independent podcast ran solely off of generous donations by listeners just like you. A lot goes into running a podcast. So if you want to continue hearing SMR and would like to get involved, please visit SaturdayMorningRewind.com and check out their Patreon campaign. With a small monthly donation, you'll get the opportunity to get involved and even hear your name on the show. Here's Tim to tell you more about it. Hey, what's up everybody? Tim Nadell here. I just want to give a quick shout out to our patrons for this month. For the people who have given us $5 or more for this month, I want to give a quick thanks to Jared Tolbert, Mike Clemens, Erica Palello, and Juwan Bledsoe. Your donation helps out a lot. Trust me, it really does. And if you're listening right now and you want to help us out, go to our Patreon campaign on our website. It's SaturdayMorningRewind.com. Click on Donate, and you can find out how you can get your name on an upcoming episode. On behalf of all of us, we thank you, and we hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Okay, so now we are back here talking about all about the mouse himself, Mickey Mouse, of course. And I'm here to tell you some things about Mickey that you may not know. And I mean, if you're a big fan, of course you're going to know. I knew all of these anyways. So don't be like thinking I'm stupid because, you know, I'm pointing <laughs> things out that you already know. But anyway, so here we go. This is a pretty basic one, I think. I knew this one, but I don't, I don't think a lot of people really know this, that Mickey wasn't really Walt's first character, his big character. His first big character was Oswald Lucky Rabbit. Mm-hmm. And he, he created that for Universal Studios, which a lot of people don't know. You know, before Walt Disney Studios, he actually did things for other studios, including Oswald the Rabbit, which was taken away from him by Charles Mintz. He was a producer for Universal. And uh, so on that train ride home from when Oswald was taken away from him, 
he actually thought of Mickey Mouse himself. He thought of the character Mickey Mouse. What's really cool about this story is it might be sad, but it's 100% positive because without this happening to Walt Disney, I don't think we'd have the, the Disney company it is today. And uh, this this forced them to create the whole really strict copyright laws on exactly. the character, too. He actually told himself he would never, ever create another character that he does not own himself. Mm. So wow. that's, that's when he created Mickey Mouse and he made it, you know, it's set in stone that nobody would take Mickey away from him ever. Even his co-creator of Bioworks, who helped create Mickey Mouse, the look of him, at least, mm-hmm. um, uh, ended up leaving the company. And Walt owned the rights to Mickey 100% because, you know, he... he made sure that he never lost the rights to his characters ever again. He 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 was a uh, very lucrative and genius kind of guy even though I don't I don't know how aware he was of yeah. <laughs> how brilliant his moves were. Yeah, I know. Um but uh, the one thing I still don't understand is how they have the rights to Pete even though Pete was in the Oswald shorts or yeah, they never lost the rights to him along the maybe, way. Maybe maybe that was part of the deal they made, I don't know. Yeah. And they were like, you can have the bad guy. We yeah. keep the rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> and Universal did some things with Oswald, but it never was as big again. And mm-hmm. of course, the Disney company got Oswald back just recently, what, maybe 10 years ago. So yeah. now, and I wish they would do something with him, honestly, besides just the video games. I want to see him in something. He did show up in an episode of the Mickey Shorts oh, recently, which Good. was kind of funny. Good. Yeah. Yeah, it was like uh, Mickey found like uh, he was going through a dumpster or something, and Oswald was in. Oh, no, <laughs> something like that. It was very tongue in cheek. Oh no, I want something better than that though. Oswald deserves more than that because honestly, Oswald is almost as important as Mickey Mouse. Almost, it's pretty, yeah. e- it's pretty equal, honestly. Because if it didn't happen, I don't think we'd have Disneyland. I don't think we'd have the Disney Company nowadays. He'd be working for a different company, I think, and oh, yeah, never would have created his own studio. This is this is so true. Um, and uh, I mean, Oswald did get sort of a, a return to form with uh, Epic Mickey too. Yeah, that's which the best nice. one. Yeah, I love that how they use him in yeah. that. Yep. So speaking of the creation of Mickey Mouse, do you remember what Mickey's original name was going to be? Because it wasn't Mickey Mouse. Uh, I believe it was Mortimer, right? It was Mortimer. Yep. That's another common known, but a lot of people might not know that Mortimer Mouse just doesn't does not sound. Can you imagine a kid saying that? Ugh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Now, there's, there's conflicting stories about where the name came from, but the one that I trust is from Walt's wife herself, Lillian. She claims that she's the one that came up with the, the name Mickey Mouse. Now, there's other stories about other people saying it's from them, but I believe Lillian, honestly. Yeah, yeah, you kind of have to. And thank you, because if, if it was Mortimer, I don't think we'd have Disney today. <laughs> No, which, I mean, Mortimer is still a character in the Mickey universe. Yep, exactly. Which is kind of neat. Yeah. Okay, so Mickey Mouse, he's actually the first cartoon character to get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. That's really cool. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. And uh, people probably know this, but Charlie Chaplin was definitely an inspiration for Mickey Mouse, and you can definitely see that in the early days of Mickey. Yeah, definitely. But did you know, can you guess what the number one Mickey merchandise was? A product. Oh. Think of a product. What was the number one product for Mickey Mouse? Um, I'm going to guess with something that I've been, you know, seen ever since I was born and know I've been around since I think I heard a fact the other day, 36 or 35 or something, the Mickey watch. It is. Yes. Ah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep, it was uh, originally sold for $2.95. And wow. when the company in 1957 
the company who produced the watch gave Walt Disney himself the 25th millionth copy of the the Mickey watch. Wow. Can you imagine 25 million in 1957? <laughs> That's crazy, man. Uh, we were we were watching a, a movie from the 30s the other night. I'm trying to remember which one it was. Um, and uh, I think it was... No, I don't know what it was. But we were watching a 30s movie the other night, and a kid was actually wearing that watch. There was a close-up on... He was crossing his fingers behind his back, uh, and there was a close-up on his wrist, and he had the Mickey watch on. Yeah. And it was just, what is that on? So cool. I remember that. Yeah, I, I forget. Yeah, but. I remember that one. And the funny thing is, I'm wearing a Mickey watch right now, but it's an Apple watch. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you can press it. Here we go. You press it, and he talks. It's 513. Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm sorry. I love it. Wow. Well, now everyone knows what time we record podcasts. 513. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's some topics there that you may not know. Of course, like I said, if you're a Disney fan like I am, you knew those mm-hmm. anyways. But, hey, stop complaining. It's free. <laughs> That's right. You chose to listen. It's on you. That's right. It's your fault. <laughs> so from some fun facts about Mickey to the people who voiced him, we're going to have a quick little who's who of the voices of Mickey throughout the years. And uh, I mean, obviously, the very first voice for Mickey and for many, for that matter, yeah. was uh, Walt Disney himself. And, and honestly, I wonder how many people know that. I don't know. Because I don't think it's a, I know it's common knowledge, you know, in the Disney fan base, but I've told people that recently and they're like, oh, I had no clue. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I first found out, I was shocked about yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, as I a mean, kid. This was years ago, but. Yeah. I mean, as a kid, I remember Wayne because that's who, you know, I was like five when Mickey's Christmas Carol came out. Mm-hmm. So anyways, yeah. yeah, here's some audio from Walt doing Mickey Mouse. I was all alone. I heard him coming. I looked up and I was surrounded. They were here. There. love imagining Walt doing that. I know. Yeah, I can just see him moving. Uh, yeah, yeah. Being all spastic with his arms. Mm-hmm. And, and he was a remarkably good voice actor for yeah. someone who wasn't known for being a voice actor. And I guess it's kind of easy to say, I guess you can kind of say these kind of was one of the first ever voice actors. Because it's I, true. Because well, the first time Mickey talked, it wasn't him, honestly. I forget who it was. But the, when mm-hmm. he said hot dog, that wasn't that wasn't Walt. That's right, yeah. I don't know who it was, though. I don't think it's ever credited, honestly. Mm-mm. So whoever that was was the very first ever voice actor. That's 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 insane to think that. Yeah. I mean, whoever that was. But, yeah, I know. you know, that Walt was basically the first voice actor for cartoons. I've never put that together. Yeah. All right, my mind's blown. Um. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of firsts for Walt Disney. It's, you know, it's, he did a lot of firsts. Yeah, without a doubt. Um. So from Walt, let's move on to uh, James or Jimmy McDonald, who took over after Walt uh, pretty much retired. I guess Walt pretty much selected him because he knew that he couldn't continue to do the voice because of uh, his unfortunate smoking habit. So at first, he, at first he claimed it was because he had no time, but we all know it's because he was losing his voice. Yeah, yeah. But uh, here's a little clip of uh, Jimmy doing his thing. Ah, sorry, old boy. Here. Yeah, I mean, you can you can tell from from J- Jimmy's take on the character that it's it's more it's softer than yeah. Walt's, 
And I think it sort of developed into the sound that we became so familiar with um, before they sort of decided to go back to Walt's sound with the most recent voice for Mickey. But um, I think he does a pretty good job, but I, I still prefer Walt's take, I think. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So uh, from him, there was, uh, I believe technically, I believe Wayne was next. Because, uh, yeah. Because yeah, I know Jimmy trained me. Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, but very briefly in uh, 1987, uh, Les Perkins filled in for the role in Down and Out with Donald Duck. I tried to fool around with him, but he just couldn't take it. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So it sounds a lot like... It sounds a little bit like all three, but I, I couldn't really find a much longer clip from that. Um huh. But I mean, it sounded kind of like someone doing an impression. Yeah, and I can see um, that. it's not my favorite, but he did all right. Yeah. Let me jump back just a little bit to. It's probably around '87 as well. Might be a little bit before that, but uh, Jim Magon produced a series of records. Oh yeah. Uh, like Disco Mickey Mouse and Splash Dance, and um, there were several others as well. And I've often wondered who did the voices for the characters during that time, and if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I know that Ducky Nash was still Donald, but I believe Peter Renaday was the voice of Mickey Mouse in the Splashdance record. Wow. So Splinter was the voice of Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and this is this is far from my favorite Mickey, which is why, you know, I'm kind of glad that he didn't okay. really pursue the character any further. I but... don't think I've ever heard it, so here's a little audio from that. Wow. Okay, I, I got to hear that again. Hold on. <laughs> Interesting. That's definitely Clarence Nash, yeah. Yeah, and I forget who they said did the voice of Goofy at that time, but it wasn't Pinto. I'm pretty sure Pinto yeah, wasn't no, around at that point. Yeah, he's already passed by then. And it was right before Bill took over, so... Huh. It's that weird time where there were a lot of transition in the characters. Yeah. Um, one other fun fact that I found out directly from uh, Michael Silvershire wrote the songs for that, who was famous for uh, Gummy Bears theme song and oh, writing yeah. the songs for Tailspin. Uh, he and his wife at the time, Patty. Uh, so I asked Michael at one point, I said, you know, who was the voice of the characters at this time? And I remember him saying uh, that Peter Renaday was involved and also, uh, Chip and Dell at that time were voiced by Will Ryan and Phil Barron. Huh. Interesting. So they have a song on that record called a chipmunk vacation. And, uh, that's Will Ryan and Phil Barron <laughs> also known as yeah. Teddy Ruxpin Teddy and Ruxpin. Grubby, you know, <laughs> crazy. And they were popular in their own uh, musical, right? With Willow and Filio. Um, yep. <laughs> so uh, these are, these are little known facts that you don't know unless you go straight to the source, which is kind of fun. Wow. So that's 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 it for Peter, and now we move into the bigger names. So along came a guy named Wayne Alwine. And what year was this? Uh, he started in uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol. Was that eighty? I want to, uh, like I said, I think I was five years old, so that would be eighty-five. But I don't know. Yeah, I think eighty-five is right. So he actually predates these voices a little bit. Um, and uh, 80, eighty-three, actually, it says here on Wikipedia. Oh wow, that's that's a lot earlier than I thought. So, I did this slightly out of order. Sorry, yeah, guys. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> uh, so here's a little clip of Wayne, as if you need to hear it. I know. Oh, oh, 
Listen to this. Earn $999.99 for a mindless day's work. Oh boy, I'm back in business. Has much more of a waltz sound to it. It does. It does. And it's still, to my to this day, my favorite. Yeah, Mickey. easily. Easily. Yeah, it's nostalgic and it's just good otherwise. It holds up. And it's so great that he and he and Rusi were married in real life, as you mentioned earlier. That was just a fun fact. <laughs> so Wayne continued until he got too sick uh, to voice Mickey anymore, and they brought in Brett Iwan or Ewan, I forget how to say yeah. his name, uh, to take over as Mickey. I'm Mickey. Yup, I've been training under the great Young Sid. He found out the world's are in trouble, and I sort of took off without telling him. A great transition, I think, from from Wayne. I think so too. I mean, his voice is a little bit softer and a yeah. little more feminine at times, but I, I I really like it still. Yeah, I do too. Good transition, and then uh, so he's continued to do Mickey in the more child uh, friendly series, like Mickey and the Roadster Racers and Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, and in the video game, as you just heard. Um, but then, uh, whenever they decided to do shorts again, they brought in Chris Diamantopoulos, I hope I'm saying that correctly, to uh, get more of a Walt sound back in Mickey's voice. And if you guys have watched the live-action Three Stooges movies, he was the lead in that movie, which I think he, he did a great, uh, you know, considering the movie wasn't very good, he did a great job as a character. Yeah, I agree. I did not know that was him. I yeah. watched, like, the Mickey shorts for a year before I found that out. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so here's some audio from Chris. to do oh thank goodness you hang tight and i'll get more snacks what mickey no it's like a mix of walt and jimmy yeah yeah for sure but i i i just love like my favorite thing about chris's mickey is when he goes manny you know it's (laughs) I just love his like freak out moments because yeah. he does it so well. Yeah, it's kind of nice. You kind of get the 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 new sound with the Brett and kind of an older sound with Chris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's neat hearing all these voices. They're not nearly as drastic as the Pete ones were that we did not too long ago. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's just fun to hear these characters through the years, and it's insane to think that it's only been. I'm I'm taking. Uh, less out of the equation because and less and Pete because they didn't do it very often but yeah. one two three four five five people yeah in, it's been like 90 almost, years yeah yeah that's Crazy. wild that's great I love it yeah but this has been fun I, I love Mickey Mouse I'm not typically a person who loves the main characters yeah. of franchises but there's just something about Mickey man I agree it's been a blast hope you guys had fun listening as well and uh, make sure to check out our Patreon campaign if you want to help us out financially check out our website SaturdayMorningRewind.com and I guess that's going to do for this month yeah thanks for tuning in and uh, we'll see you guys in December thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Rewind please check them out on Facebook and Twitter and that's all folks (laughs) 